Well, I hope you're starting to get a feel for what the American transcendentalist writers are all about. Why do we have to study all these dead writers? I mean, there's a poet alive today who writes rings around him. Damien. I'm tired of living the past. I'm living now. All right. I want you to write an in-class essay, compare the use of metaphor and civil I said I want you to write... Last week we were talking Acid Witch. We just heard some Acid Witch. Yeah, man, they're big fans of this movie. They did a an EP called Midnight Movie where they did a bunch of heavy metal horror movie songs. that covered them. That's one of them. Soldiers nice. of the Night. Very nice. We were talking about how we went to that show and there ended was, up being a fire in yeah, there. Yeah, it was almost like the movie I we was, were talking about. I, I think there were demons too at that show we went to. Oh, I got to tell you, they're I, a little scarier. I accidentally that little like, like Kid Rock guy, the, <laughs> the evil Kid Rock that sings for him. He was yeah. scarier than anything in this movie. <laughs> That's right. That guy does look like a little evil Kid Rock. You're right about that. <laughs> oh God, I've been having so much fun just watching little horror movies here and there. I finally saw Rosemary's Baby for the first time. Yeah, you know, I've, I've never watched that movie all the way through. Yeah, that's what. That's right. We were talking about uh, the good one. That's a good one. I liked it. What else did I see? Oh, man. Uh, our dear friend Mike, he pointed out in his uh, newsletter this week, what was it? Flesh and the Fiend. Flesh and the Fiend. Never heard of it. And he's like, Peter Cushing's in it. And I texted him and I said, Michael, I'm on board because in the last sentence you point out that Donald Pleasance is in this movie. And he's like, Griff, no. Peter Cushing <laughs> is why you watched the movie. And I was like, no. I watched a Peter Cushing movie this week. I just remember. I, and then now the screaming, it was a boring movie. Was, now the screaming starts. It was like a ghost story. Okay. It was almost, it was kind of like Abigail, the King Diamond album, because there was like a ghost that impregnated a woman. Oh, God. It was like it. And, P, and Peter Cushing just showed up like near the end. He was like. Does he have an eye thing or was that just in the movie I watched? Just in the movie you watched. Okay. Yeah, I definitely. thought maybe he had an eye thing. I've never really, I, I'm going to try to watch uh, some more Peter Cushing, but Donald Pleasance. Fucking killed it in that movie. You should movie. watch his Frankenstein movies. That's good. that's what's next. Yeah, but I loved Phil uh, uh, <laughs> Donald Pleasance because he had he obviously was wearing a wig. Donald Pleasance has been bald since day one. <laughs> Charlie Brown. He's <laughs> Charlie Brown. So they give him a wig, but it's a Phil Collins wig, <laughs> and he's got this little strand of hair that he curls up constantly. And I was like, Donald, you're killing it today, my friend. And he's got a chalkney accent. I loved it. It was such a fun movie. Really enjoyed it. And yes, Mike, Peter Cushing killed it. And I, I'm looking to do some more Peter here. I have to uh, make a correction from last week. I got confused. I could have sworn the band in this movie was a Christian band, pretending you know, a demonic band pretending to be Christian. No, they're just a, they're a demonic band. 
and they're 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 pretending to be human. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I because you know I'm a child of the '80s. I think it's important that I let people know how dangerous heavy metal was in the '80s, and people barely got out alive in the '80s because there was so much demonic shit going on, so much backward masking. Yeah, you know, I killed I don't know how like three babies at least. It, I mean, it had to be. But but they were they were dead. I pulled a cold check. They were dead, so it's okay. <laughs> I didn't go to jail. Oh god, cold check. That made me so nervous. That guy made me nervous. Cold check. Yeah, it, you, you guys you guys heard that episode a few days ago. Yeah, they better listen to those tippy taps. Fuck made me nervous. That guy. He just or anxiety. He gives me anxiety. He's too jittery. Don't like that's him. Part of his journey. You don't like cold check. Uh I think I think I'll I'll come to enjoy him more. I'm used to my Columbo, who's just cool, calm, and collect at all times. Okay. So, uh, well, Murray actually asked me about an episode we did recently. He said I wasn't feeling it. The hair on your ears was throwing me off, Griff. So I had to go get a haircut because Murray said it's not working for yeah, me. Yeah, I think we're gonna have a great episode because yeah, I can see your ears. I could. Yep, you can see the top of my ears. I got all the hairs cut. I can he, read ears as well as eyes. But he left one dangling there, and I said, "No, no, no, my friend, you don't get your tip if that if that doesn't get cut right there." Well, you're damn straight. Damn straight. Well, yeah, <laughs> just left one strand. <laughs> It'd be, it would be like a villain's haircut out of Death Wish Three, the Giggler. The Griffler. So Murray actually it was feeling it. So he actually he watched with commentary. Right. So I got a little, I got some nuggets I'm going to throw in every once in a while from the director and the screenwriter were a married couple. One of the most fascinating scenes. They did the movie Rock and Roll Nightmare first, which everyone remembers. It's got the Canadian rocker Thor in it. I've never actually seen that one. Okay. But maybe we'll do that next year. Uh, I, I was watching it this last time and I saw a lot of Toronto Blue Jay shirts and I saw, so I was like, where in, where in Canada is this made? It was, it was filmed in Hamilton, Canada for the tax breaks. How crazy is it? You told me this movie. Even though it was so Jersey, like everybody in it was so Jersey. Yeah. No, I agree. It's very, they did a good job of kind of masking it, but there was a lot of things that stood out to me. And then I was just noticing Blue Jay shit everywhere. I did not pick up on that. Yeah. And uh, but you mentioned that this movie was intended to be two and a half. The hours. original cut was two and a half. Rosemary's hours. Baby <laughs> length. This guy could work for Marvel, but uh, yeah. And then the the producer who is the guy who directed one of our least favorite movies, The Exterminator, starring Robert Ginty, Ugh. was like, "Look, cut this shit down." He's like, every, "He's like any movie can lose twenty minutes." Any. Casablanca, Citizen Kane, anything can lose 20 minutes. Okay? I agree. And he's like, cut this shit down, and I want more tits, and I want more monsters. Mm. Which is a horror movie. That's exactly what you want. I don't right. know why this guy submitted a movie with no tits and little monsters. Right. So the guy's right. And it made, it made a better movie. Nice, sweet 86 minutes. Perfect length. And there's a lot of things I really like, but Murray... You tell me, what is the one thing I would completely just boot right the fuck out of this movie? Oh, man, I don't know. Oh, come on. I even <laughs> I brought it up to you. I totally forgot. I'm, I'm long-hauling COVID right now. Yeah, so. we're both long-hauling COVID. We're barely awake right now. Murray uh, had to get an Uber here. I can't. I, can't, I, can't, I realize, seriously, I can't think about it. That fucking backtracks. 
All the all the Casio. Oh yeah, what I like to call full moon production music because it's got that oh. cheap. Synth. Yeah, it's a very cheap synth, and I agree with you. It irritated me too. It w- It didn't do anything for the movie. It didn't add a creep level to it. It was just. It was irritating. very whimsical. Yes, it's very whimsical. Do 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 do. It's like wait, I'm supposed to be terrified of this demonic band coming into this small <laughs> no, town of conservative all. people. It's got a lot of vibes of like Steve James coming into the racist white town. Like, oh, we don't like change. Kind of like a Footloose kind of. Oh, vibe. You better. That's a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. up to speed here. <laughs> but yeah, because it was insane. Ancient people were. Human human we had people forget the man who was almost president. Actually, legitimately was the president, but got fucked by George W. Bush. His wife wanted to shut down heavy metal. He said it was the devil. Really? Yes. The, the whole whole uh, parent music resource and the the uh, explicit lyric thing that they put yes, on. Yes, yes. That, that was her. His wife, Tipper Gore. Jesus Christ. Ah, I forget how young you are. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a, yeah. D. Schneider from uh, Twisted Sister and John Denver came out and said, don't you dare censor music, and they backed down. Man, these fights for like censorship and everything were so much easier back in the 80s. I know. I miss it. I was, I was just lamenting when because the first song in this movie is called me against the world and this is like the death knell of rock and roll because it really was like you were fighting for rock back then and then fucking kurt cobain came out and killed rock he didn't kill hair he killed rock and roll because it used to be when you were angsty you were like fighting you wanted to fight motherfuckers and then when kurt cobain came out everyone's crying and weeping all the time what are you talking they say even like the fucking bro shit new metal if you listen to lyrics it's all crybaby bullshit what are you talking about the whole point of woodstock 99 was that it was aggressive as fuck but it was you know, there was, there was like there were weepy white rapists nothing was the, <laughs> nothing about the music was aggressive at all <laughs> weepy white nothing about the music was aggressive at all i mean i could i it's could cry baby you. shit everyone became a fucking crybaby is what i'm trying to say i could play you quite a few songs that were hyper aggressive mm. i mean give me something to break all right. All right. The, st- the song that corrected. ruined Woodstock 99. corrected. Give me something to break. Give me something to break. I'll break your fucking face. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Is that a real song? Yeah. It's a Limp Bizkit song. It, it started the fight, supposedly. They had, so I thought they had, so they had that, and they had also had a song called Break Stuff, or is that the same song? I believe that's the same song. Okay. Yeah, no, that's the same <laughs> song. I, maybe they just had a theme, like a you know, rock opera about breaking shit. A chainsaw. Yeah, and that's exactly how he sang it, like a crybaby. Like, yeah, Whoa. it's not good. Well, he can't sing. It's not good. Yeah. Well, you gotta impress me. everyone's. Got, it, it's just like Walt Whitman said: "Times are a changing. You gotta get some new rock songs." I thought that was Bob Dylan. Said the times are a changing. Was it Walt Whitman? Yeah. Well, Bob Dylan. If anybody, look, Dylan's okay, but he ripped off Walt Whitman all the time. Yeah. yeah. Everybody did when you think about it. When you think about it, for sure. Leaves of grass. Lake and Palmer ripped off Emerson. There we go. Let's get right. into this movie, Griff. This is going to be a nice, quick episode because we got a lot of recording today that you guys don't even aren't even aware of. Yep. And then we got fucking AEW to watch tonight. Oh yeah, I can't wait. The for bros that. are back in town, and we're going to be watching AEW together. It's been a long time. Well, yeah, actually, it was I think a month ago. I think they yeah they did. Uh, they had to do one over the summer. So so let's get into this. It's Griff and I against the world. It's the trailer for Black Roses. Let's make Blood City. (laughs) It was the kind of place where nothing much ever happened. 
the nightmare of every parent in town has just arrived. The disciples of the devil are invading our town and threatening to steal our children away from us. Turn up the power! Now here comes the biggest thing to hit Mill Basin ever, and they try to stop it. They don't understand what a great honor this is. They didn't have to pick Mill Basin for their first concert. I don't suppose there's any real harm to them. I haven't heard this song on their album before. But once their fears are laid to rest, the stage is set, the message given. The virus of evil turns loose. All right, Murray, here we are. We're at a fucking... We're at a concert. The kids are rocking their asses off in their seats. Well, first we're like... We're in a city somewhere. Toronto, maybe? I don't know. New York? We're in a major city. We're seeing we're seeing a lot of people with white leather jackets with fringe. They're, they're badasses. They're getting ready to go to this concert. Oh, I don't... I, I skipped right over that, apparently. Yeah. And, yes, we're in the concert. And it's straight up demons right off the bat. Right off the bat. There's no sh- surprise. Best wig I've seen since Samurai Cop. Just resting on this demon's yeah, head. It looked like a, like like Dark Crystal characters. It was yes. very Muppety looking. Nothing, Not very frightening. Well, well, one guy, one of the guitarists looked like a cool bat kind of dude. He looked cool. Okay. But the singer, had, he, he looked like a Muppet. Yeah. And he was rocking out in his black leather. And the people are just going ape shit for this. Yes. But... Still mostly seated. Yes. I, I can't stand that. I hate going to a show where people should be standing up and thrashing and everybody's seated. It drives me nuts. I just want to know what was the budget for his cape? Because he, throw, he always throws his cape into the crowd at the beginning of every mm. concert. So he must be going through capes like a motherfucker. I like that Damien went with the ninja wrist guard thing with the double cross over the middle finger. <laughs> Yeah, I like that he went with that. Well, he's strutting around. He's singing. They're singing the Lizzie Borden song "Me Against the World," as I mentioned five hundred times before the trailer. Lizzie Borden uh, was kind of like an '80s. He was trying to do the Alice Cooper thing. If you've ever seen, did you ever see uh, "Decline of the Western Civilization"? The Metal Years. No, is Lizzie, this a Lizzie, documentary or something? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, the first one was about early 80s hardcore punk and then the this was like mid late 80s yes, metal. You, you've told me about this yeah maybe yeah. we should cover that one time because it's a funny thing it's a funny time capsule at the time lizzie borden is in that okay and, and i mean like ozzy's in it lemmy's in it there's a lot of metal guys that it. could be cool and there's a lot of bands that never went anywhere seduced from detroit who our buddy pigeons good friends with they're in it they never they never went anywhere people so don't worry if you don't ever heard of seduce but uh. <laughs> but anyway so yeah it's got so we're like because it's weird because there's different bands on the soundtrack, but Black Roses are all, it's all their songs. Even right. though there's different singers, there's different styles, it's all Black Roses. They're very eclectic, this band, Black Roses. The greatest cover band ever. Yeah. So they're rocking out. They, and, I, I would have loved to heard their uh, cover of Enter Sandman. Yeah, that and five other. Well, I'd rather hear Nothing Else Matters. Nothing Else Matters, Put that yeah. that on the Black Album reissue. <laughs> Black Roses reissue. The Black... 
And so there's a guy. He's like looking in the window in the in the lobby. Yeah, he just looks like an usher or something. And or maybe just, he was handing out popcorn for right. the kids to bop with tickets. Tickets, please. Tickets. He's just like, he's seeing something's going on in there. We don't know, but something bad's going on. Because we're demons, for fuck's sake. Right. And so the feds show up. Yeah, the and they see this kid blocking the door, fogging the window. And they're like, ah, we want to look. Get Move your hands. What's going on with you? Are you high on drugs? Is that what it was? A drug bust? And they just happened to stumble upon a demonic I concert? have no idea what this was about, but they're like, we got to stop Well, this, this scene show? was just thrown in at the last minute because, like we said, the producer was like, more monsters. So, and originally, you didn't see, you saw the guy looking in, but you didn't know what he was seeing. So it probably made a little more sense that yeah. way, but the guy was like, more monsters. So, yeah, and then the doors bust open and all the kids are zombies now. Interesting. Not quite putty face like Pink Floyd, but zombies, full yeah. on, very ghoulish. So then it's like, then we just cut to the sleepy little town, middle America. Mm-hmm. John Cougar Mellencamp's like writing a song about it. Oh yeah, he's there writing a song. Him and Bob Dylan on our opposite ends of the little talk old uh, town called Mill Basin. Mill Basin, place where you want to raise kids. No, you don't. And love America. It's that town's got to be dead in like five more well, years. Al- I think it's already dying. Yeah, it's already pretty dead. The mill shut down. It's just basin now. It's just basin. <laughs> and we see two sweet ass Lambos, some Lamborghinis, just pulling. They they don't have their, all the gears in their Lamborghinis. Yeah, a, I mean they're demonic, so they have a, a, a trunk that you can put a drum kit in, and you know. So it's a typical American suburb city where it's yeah. like oh, streets that are too wide and everything, and the like the buildings lined up on either side. It's not very walkable or anything, but even still. <laughs> I'm all about I mean, I fucking hate. the fucking layout of the city. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because it's a fake ass city. It should be a real city. And so, but it's Mills Basin. <laughs> it's just of five thousand people should be there, in New York. Well, where's should, the skyscraper at? You should always make a downtown area very walkable, less for cars. Well, this it is. is There's cars. one street. There's this one street. It's too wide, Murray. Too wide. It's too wide. Okay, so now we've established. I don't want hair touching <laughs> with yours. Griff is a certain width of the street. I want downtown areas walkable. If we go downtown to Detroit, not very walkable at all, uh, is it? Let's well, more because of the crackheads everywhere that's more than <laughs> that's like not treats. what i'm talking about if you wanted to go to 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 the fucking new lca arena i don't want to go there i i don't either but you would have to cross over a freeway to get to it yes it's true it's fucked up our cities are fucking stupid anyways <laughs> so they roll up in town lambos i thought it was kuntash's but <laughs> i learned a new word i know I, I thought he was like seeing a ra- I, I thought Grim was saying a racial slur for a I minute really i really hope that is actually <laughs> the name of a car i saw it and with a car but they might have been mocking the person driving the car and i just said a racial slur so if i did i apologize if it's, Ita- well, if it's an italian you don't have to apologize oh. but so, yeah, these two Lamborghinis show up. They stop, and then our man Damien. First thing you see, leopard print jock strap right in your face. Oh, yeah. And he's he's a fringe, fuck, fringe, fuck, fringe. It's a fringe on fringe. Ugh. He gets out. He looks around. There is nobody in nobody. this downtown area no, it's because it's down- not walkable enough, Murray. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I kept staring at the woman who was driving in the passenger seat because she was- She was wh- driving in the passenger seat? <laughs> What do you mean? Just riding in the passenger seat. Oh, what did I say? You said driving oh, in the passenger Oh, whatever. Seat. Oh, my God. The semantics over saying. here. So she gets out, and she is wearing, like, a long red tattered jacket thing. I thought she was wearing, like, the 
prospectors overall coverall like pajama things. I was so that's not rock and roll. What are you it isn't about? rock and roll, but I didn't know what was going on, and then I finally noticed. But then Damien, he's like, he just smirks like another city down. You know, Bon Jovi may have seen a million faces and rocked them all, but Damien, he's on his way to seeing a million faces and ghouling them all. Well, a dozen faces at least. At I mean, least, I mean, they're 50. in town, Griff, because they're they're a studio band. They're kind of they're like the original Ghost. Oh yeah, and okay. so they're like, we're gonna finally do some shows, and we're gonna we're, before we go on this huge worldwide tour, we're gonna go to the smallest town we can find. Yeah, because they love the intimacy of a club show. Remember, that's when when bands like are like gone their way down. They're like, we prefer the intimacy of a club show. <laughs> and he's just like, so they're gonna do four concerts. Four, four straight nights in Mill Basin, hotbed of Canada, and they're going to hone their craft. And they know the only way to do this, the only way to get your word out there, I mean, MTV's on the air, but they're not getting airtime on MTV. Right, because they're fucking heavy metal. Exactly. They're Metal Mondays or whatever it was called. That's all they got. They got what was that? Headbangers Ball. Headbangers Ball. That was and they, the only, only and they got played at 2 in the morning. You had to sit through Poison until you saw it. <laughs> Did they go on before or after King Diamond? Black Roses? Yeah. At this time, I would, well, I don't know. I don't know how famous in, in the movie world Black Roses is. I think they would open for King Diamond. No, no, I just meant on MTV. I, you know, I, I meant on Headbangers. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I believe King Diamond's original band was called Black Roses. I'm not even joking about that. No shit. But Black Rose, I think it was called. Okay. Um, so they know the best way to get to these kids because, like we said, Headbangers Ball, 2 a.m., that's the only playtime. They got to put the posters out. Right. Flyers do back in the day. But for some reason, they don't put them out as black roses. It's just Damien in town. Well, he's an egomaniac. Damien's all about him, man. I mean, never mind that the drummer is like writing the songs. Damien's like, I'm the star. So, you know, he's just like Damien, you know. Damien. Damien. So, yeah, they're plastering this small. It's it's very good city for plastering uh, uh, flyers because they do it all over the place. They do it all over. And we do this. Nice little cut of them, like, stapling it to trees, putting it up on houses, just covering windows, covering cars. They plaster the whole town white with fucking Damien signs. And as we see, they're at the school, and they're putting up one on a tree. And then we see the star of our movie, Matt Morehouse, the teacher everybody wished they had. Because he's cool, Griff. He fucking wears blue jeans to work with a mock turtleneck and a hoodie over it. Yeah. A big fucking fresh as fuck white Reeboks. Fresh as fuck. Faf Reeboks. (laughs) Yes. And I'm surprised Burry is so complimentary towards his teacher because... Hair all over his ears, like <laughs> yeah. hair is covering. Well, up because his ears. Uh, we, we, as I learned through my uh, research, this guy was a 1980s Marlboro man. What? Yeah, this jabroni, this dork. Well, that just shows what a great actor he is. That he plays a good nut Ned Flanders because he's basically live action Ned Flanders in this movie. And he's 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 in the he's he's a English teacher, right? Poetry. What the fuck? Does he teach? Uh, well, this is my other clue that Literature. it was not a American class because they're doing a whole hour just on poetry like my when i was going through my lit classes and everything you did like one day of poetry i know i'm I'm really stunned by the the, the, the educational system like when you tell me shit you like you didn't know fucking neil armstrong was and i'm like what the fuck the schools have failed us motherfucker i i I went to a school that everyone would consider this shitty ghetto school and i probably learned more than you i i wouldn't be surprised like 
There was a Jeopardy question just the other day. Like three three things we brought up recently. Recently, Kakushas were on there. Karushas. Karushas. Yeah. Karushas were How about on there. Kuntashes. <laughs> not yet. But there was a clue about one of the uh, astronauts who died recently, and I I didn't even, I never heard of the guy. I was like, who? Because I was like, is it John Glenn? <laughs> I do not know a lot of. Things. Well, he and he's such a cool teacher that he does what he calls forum style, where we don't just sit in rows. They do like a circle. They look at each other and they explore oh, yeah. ideas. They were lined up in rows and columns, and then he goes, guys. Forum time, and they make that horseshoe, and they're looking across each other, and they're doing a little pound, like we're ready for the poem. All right, everybody, we're going to talk about Walt Women, the leaves of the grass. Think about it, everybody. Think leaves about of the it. Grass. What is he trying to tell us? And he goes over every time he goes over to Johnny, but he slaps Johnny because he knows best. Johnny's a special kid. I'm using special in air quotes. Oh boy, because he's first of all he's 30 years old, so he's been in school for and he looks it. And he's a troubled kid, man. He's he's got a single parent house, and his dad. And his dad is like seventy four. And his dad only cares about the newspaper. <laughs> and he doesn't know anything that's going on. But all he's doing is reading the newspaper. I love. He this. loves reading like uh, Dagwood Bumpstead or whatever. Yeah, I love the set dressing of the house though, because there literally is newspapers just everywhere. <laughs> like they show the coffee because table. we didn't have we didn't have twenty four hour news. Now at that time. here's what's interesting to me: if this were a modern movie. Is he an OAN, uh, you know, Fox News guy? I don't know if he's that informed. Because <laughs> he, he wasn't absorbing the news. He was just kind of staring at the paper. Yeah, it seemed like he was going through a crisis in life, <laughs> and he was just looking at the paper, like, peeking around the corners and everything. But so, we, we pointed out, Matt is a, the perfect teacher. He's trying to get through to the kids. Right. He doesn't care that he makes no money. They used to live in this shithole little town. Right. And... Matt's trying to get out of Johnny. Like, how does this poem reach you? How does it speak to you? I mean, can you make any kind of like, does it impact you in any way today? And Johnny has to think about it for a minute. And he spills out some bullshit at first. But then he's like, I think I got something here, Teach. And I, I, what was it? They, they, he relates it to his parents trying to keep him from seeing Damien. What? Yeah. All the kids. Yeah. Because they're, they're pissed off. They don't want this rock and roll band coming to their town, seducing their children. Right. Giving them drugs. Right. And he's like, I don't know. It's like the adults just make shit up as they go along, teach. Yeah. They're, you know what they are? They're hypocrites. And he's like, you mean hypocrites? <laughs> yeah. That's hypocrites. And he's like, hmm. And then bring the Vibalgus. We'll talk about this next class. <laughs> you know, so now we're like, we're seeing that like Johnny's just full of angst. You know, because he's just, he wants to get out of the shithole town. He wants to make something of his life. Right, right. And Matt, of course, before he lets them leave, he goes, guys, come on. Your parents, just cut them a little slack. There has never been a rock concert <laughs> in Basin Mills. Not one. Or Mill Basin. Whichever city we're in now, <laughs> there has never been a rock concert. And I get it, because there's no real rock concert venue. Well, we talk about the auditor- tiny auditorium at the school. That's not a big enough venue for you. There you was- can hold literally 50 people. <laughs> 55. The whole town twice over. <laughs> oh, man. And Johnny, like, sticks around for a minute to to look inside the class. And I forget who it was, because there's, there, there's, like, five teenagers they kind of focus yeah. on. There's Matt, yeah. who is our 45-year-old uh, troubled teen. No, he's Johnny. Matt's a teacher. Oh, excuse me, Johnny. 
And then there's Julie, who Johnny has the hots for. She's a teacher's pet. Tina is the friend, or is like, no Janie is the blonde. Ja- Janie's the blonde. And Tina yeah. was the friend that fucks the, friend, the dad. Yeah, she's barely in it. She just fucks the dad. Right. And little and Murray, I gotta say, little Murray makes an appearance in this movie. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah. And uh, Tony, who Tony. looks, who I'm getting some serious no treat, no surrender, JCVD <laughs> yes. vibes off of. And then there's like Tony's friend, I think the guy who's always wearing the wife beater. He was wearing the wife beater in this scene. You're uh. Guy no, that's Tony. That is Tony. Yeah. No way. He, he had glasses door glasses on. on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Tony. He just goes on. Oh, when he becomes a badass. <laughs> I love the transition from the town when they yeah. start getting influenced by the rock. The hair right. just gets bigger right. and bigger. And, and, and you, you picked up on that. The director actually did that on purpose. And the clothes are getting darker. Exactly. Very cool touches and everything. Give her that fucking backtrack, <laughs> and you got yourself an even better movie. Because this was good. So, anyways, Johnny leaves class, but he hangs around just to peep in because Julie is... He wants to ask Julie out. Right. And Janie's like, give it up. You're fucking spaz. And And she's like, we all know what Julie's interested in because she's giggling up with Matt. She's hot for teacher. She, she, well, shit, look at him. He's got that great mustache. That's why he became the Marlboro Man, because of that mustache. That, he did have a great mustache. So he cut to Johnny's at home. He's working on his battle vest, his fucking denim. He's got, he's putting the Black Rose's skull logo on it. So he had to do that. Back in the day, Griff, you couldn't go to Hot Topic. You couldn't just get... You had to, like, make your own shit. <laughs> like, that's a bad thing, fucking buying this garbage Hot Topic shit. And so his dad, like you said, his dad's deep in that paper. I don't want to hear anything, son. I don't care. I felt bad for Johnny. Like, this is very real because Johnny wants his dad to be offended by it. Johnny wants his dad to, you know, put up some kind well, of fight. And dad, he did put a little. He is concerned about this. He's like, have you heard about this Black Roses? What's going on with yeah, this? Yeah, Dad, I already got tickets for the first two nights. It's going to be awesome sauce. And then we cut to the parent-teacher conference, some kind of school board, Tipper Gore bullshit. The woman who, pl- who plays the main... Uh, uh, censor bitch. She was the female lead in Creature from the Black Lagoon. Interesting. Which again, uh, since no one decided to listen to Lycanthropus Chris episode last week, he brought up you a really very, a very important lesson on uh the bl- creatures from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. We're losing them due to global warming and climate you change. Can't do that, people. Come on. Like, there's only a few left out there. World Wildlife Fund, get on that. Oh, come on. So yeah, and she's just reading the lyrics, and they're just filth. It's just praising Satan and evil. The disciples of evil are here. Tear down the walls to hell. Make room for lust to dwell. Oh, and, oh. And then, and this is where you also point out it's in Canada because behind them there's American and a Canadian flag. Yeah. And the mayor's like, we can make money off this though. So right. maybe we should just cool it a little. The other context clue that you missed there, I mean, there's you're right, American okay. flag, Canadian flag. But if you look at the basketball hoops, they're a foot lower because Canadians are all a foot shorter. Wow. So even when they play basketball in the NBA in Canada, the Raptors, they're so good in Toronto because the, the nets are lower. Yeah. They're also allowed to use trampolines in Canada. <laughs> So the mayor is just like, hey, he's the only cool guy in town. He's like, let these people express themselves. I know. know. What is going on with this mayor? He steps up and he's just like, guys, 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 do you remember Bob Dylan? You know how he was always stealing Walt Whitman shit? Like, we like him. (laughs) Remember the Beatles? 
Beatles were, you know, changed. They were a little different, but you you guys accepted them. And uh, fucking uh, uh, Robert over here, Robert. You remember when your hair, your son grew his hair out and it touched his ears? <laughs> Literally, his whole entire ear was covered. A whole entire ear. Well, yeah, I do remember my son doing that. <laughs> and he but turned out good. He's a lawyer now. He's a good boy. And so he's like, yeah, it's it's just some fun, some good, clean American fun, American-Canadian fun. Matt, explain to these people about how these guys, these black roses, they're just expressing themselves through poetry. They're like a whole new Hemingway. And he just lays it out for him, I guess. I don't remember what he did. Matt is like, wait, what? <laughs> Matt, I don't get Matt at all. Matt's very confusing character for me because he gets called out and he's got his hands in his pocket. He's standing at the back of the room. <laughs> And he's just like, uh, yeah, they're expressing themselves. Like, he seems disturbed by the music. I think he's music. a little jealous because he's the coolest guy in town. Oh. And now Damien comes into town and stealing the thunder. Okay. Because, I mean, all the students are hot for him. Right. I mean, Julie wants him. now they're some. hot for Damien. T- Tina wants him. Jacqueline wants him. What did you say Tina's friend's name? Julia? Janie. 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 Everybody wants him. And he likes it. He's into it. But now they're hot for a fucking leopard print jockstrap that belongs to Damien. So that's what I think's going on in his head. He's like, I, they, I, I don't know. We might want to look into these guys. So we cut over to the streets, and just so happened that Julie, she's ready to take Johnny out for a nice little friend zone date. Well, not a date. She's like, I'll allow you to walk me home is basically what oh, it Oh, that's is. what it was? Yeah, they're like leaving the, the meeting. Yeah. And Johnny apparently is a big fan of uh, maybe the West Side Story. Musicals. Maybe dancing in the rain, singing in the rain. <laughs> Did it again. Because it's like every light pole structure, he's swinging on it and just like <laughs> yeah. everything. It was, ugh. Yeah, it was very bizarre improv. And again, the whimsical music, do 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 it just sends the wrong signal. And he's just like. Why the fuck are Black Rose is the greatest band in the world playing our dumpy shithole town? Right. They never even played a concert before, and they're they're blessing us with the first ever Black Roses concert. So of course, being a thirty five year old, eighteen year old, he's like, this is this has got to be life giving me a gift. I have to go to these shows. His dad's already said you can go to the shows. I mean, oh, it's the parent council thing. Yeah, that's what he was worried about. So yeah, but. This is my one chance in life to do something. Go attend a concert. Hey man, some you people... go outside of Detroit area, and there's all it's all Mill Basin. You go outside <laughs> of any fucking major city, the rest of the state is Mill Basin. Well, yeah, I mean that's just how a lot of places are. You have like your hubs, and then you have nothing. Oh boy, you have nothing. Mill Basin, Lake Orion. That's basically it. So then so... Johnny just full of rage. He's I, I'm seeing red right now. I'm going to show these parents. I'm going to show this fucking podunk town what's up. You can already see the influence of Black Roses on him. He's getting angry. He hasn't even seen them yet. Yeah. That's the aura that they're emitting. Yeah. Sorry. I got a, I got a nose hair that's tickling me. It's awful. Driving me nuts here. So he's like, you know what I'm going to do? You won't put out for me. This town won't put out for me. I'm going to put it out for myself. I'm going to paint this fucker red. So he plans to break into a hardware store and get yeah. some red paint. But oh, yeah. he's a good kid, so instead he just goes to the dumpster where they <laughs> throw out a can of red paint. And he, much like Griff, he's like, I don't like the size, the widths of these, widths of these streets. So he paints a line. This is the proper width of a, a lane. I 100% agree. 
I uh, I'm with them on this. So he does one, and then just so happens Matt decided to. He, I guess he wanted to get the fresh air. He decided to walk home. He has a car. We decided to walk home, That's a good and he point. spots them, and they think, like, get out of here. Whoa, this is something I have in common with Matt. I'd rather walk to the school and walk back home. So, Matt, okay. But, yeah, yeah. Matt, of course, is whistling his favorite Walt Whitman tune, and they hear it, and they're like, oh, that's a Walt Whitman tune. We got to get the fuck out of here. So they, they bail. <laughs> Did Walt Whitman actually put music to his poems? I didn't know that. Oh, hell yeah, man. What do you, uh, where do you think beat poetry came from? Walt Whitman. So... Well, you learned a lot in that one day of poetry that you got in school. <laughs> that one day, yeah. Wrote a couple poems that day. They were real good. No no haiku to cough. <laughs> no, you know, sure. I was only 15. I so. see where the building blocks happen, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you definitely can see the building blocks in my haiku to coughs. So, yeah, they, they bail. They leave the can of paint there. And that's when Matt comes up and sees it. And then he looks forward just down the street, and he sees down into an alleyway, probably, you know, connecting uh, Mill Basin to a jungle and then a beach, of course. Right. And it's just alley. fog. And Somebody's threw fog juice all over the place. It's a Fright Night alley, too. Yeah. yeah. And we see that hair, and it's like, it's Damien. Yeah, because much like Lauren Avedon's hat, it's like just kind of resting. <laughs> Levitating above his head. <laughs> it's awful. Ugh. And like you said, there's so much fog juice that he gets obscured almost immediately. <laughs> Another Fright Night reference. And go listen to that episode. It's really good. It was a fucking great And one. so uh, Matt's like, hmm. And then he, he walks away, and then that paint can just ignites in flames. I like it. Good touch. But again... Cut the fucking whimsical music. This is the time for... <laughs> yeah, it, was, it did kill the mood. This is the yeah. time for an evil organ, you know, strike or something. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, the piano when they would do... That was their evil strike, you know? But I would have been fine with that more than the fucking whimsical. So, uh, next day of class, Matt is just like... He's a little upset because he's losing his grip on the school. He's like, forum. Forum! And then they do their forum thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. This wasn't after the first concert yet. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. And he now talking about, he's going to talk about Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Oh, of course. Oh, ELP. But you talk about Emerson first because he comes first. Of course. So they're talking about his shit. And then Matt, he, he, he go, immediately goes, I don't, I don't know what your notes mean at all. Can you explain Johnny Sack? <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, Matt pulls out Johnny's. <laughs> oh, you know what that is? Is Swiss Army knife. Oh, okay. Because Johnny. Well, first, yeah. Okay, I'm glad you. Yeah, you pointed out because this is some great improv from the Marlboro Man. Because first he notices <laughs> some punk rock. This is some Rucker Hour level shit. I keep seeing these glasses pop up recently. He sees what we would call. Air quotes, punk rock sunglasses because they're weird, wacky shaped, and he puts them on and then kind of like jokes around. He strikes a Fonz gesture <laughs> at Julie, and Julie giggles and everything. Totally ignore. He he puts fucking Johnny on the spot and then ignores what he's saying to like yeah. play to the crowd because he's, he's trying to get that crowd back. He's he so what he's doing in this lecture, like you said, he's talking about ELP, but he's like. Tell me about Emerson and self reliance because of course Emerson did all the work. And so Johnny starts trying to go in on it, but he's not even listening to him. And Johnny starts pointing out some shit about how the police take it upon themselves to do or to go too far and stuff. He's going all a cab. He's like, "Well, let me slow you down there, because I know some of you guys like to break 
the law. And then he pulls out that little Swiss Army knife. And he just lays it down in front of him. He doesn't really say that much about it. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. So he left his Swiss Army knife at the scene of the crime? Mm-hmm. If you can call a painting a line on a street crime. Hey, I, I see a black road, and I want to paint it red. Black roses. <laughs> and, okay, I get it now. It makes sense. Yeah. So after class, Julie's like go, going, look, he's going through a lot of shit, Mr. Morehouse. You know, his dad's all he wants to do is read the paper. And he's excited about this Black Rose show. Can you just cut him a little slack? He, she also, fucking uh, tattles on him. She tells him, "Oh yeah, that was Johnny. <laughs> he painted the road red." That one line. She thinks she's getting into Matt's pants. She will do anything to get in Matt's pants, and she thinks being a good uh, teacher's pet will get her in there. Wants to get in those relaxed fit jeans. Oh my god, they're so relaxed. She wants to tighten them up. <laughs> right. So now we're finally that one big concert. It's this packed house, 50 people strong. <laughs> the parents are there to watch. They want to see. Like we've been saying, it's a dying town. There's more parents than there are kids at the show. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. They're playing in literally a high school auditorium. Yes. And a small one at that. Right. I mean, my high school had a bigger auditorium than this. And so the... Uh, Fucking Damien comes out. They weren't all white. They're so pure. They're like they're totally against what everyone was saying they were. Okay, here's what confuses me: the women are wearing like their black, you know, numbers, but then all the dudes come out in like white jackets, and then like Damien's got like a what looks like like an ascot peeking over, <laughs> a little black ascot, and he's got a black rose, and some of the band members are like throwing out flowers, but Damien, of course, he's got the long-stemmed black rose, and he's smelling it as he comes out, and he's fluffing up his hair, which also isn't quite to full volume yet. No, It's kind of more tame, and he kisses that black rose and tosses it, and Julie catches it, and she's like, oh, I think I really do like this. And he winks at her. Yeah. And, and then, then he I wanna... flicks at her. <laughs> I want to... <laughs> Point out the drummer is Carmine Apice, who co-wrote "Do You Think I'm Sexy" with Rod Stewart, Ooh. and also was briefly in Ozzy Osbourne's band. Never recorded anything, but if you see the Bark at the Moon video, you can notice him by that cr- crazy mustache. That, he has. It, does he have chops in it? It just now this goes. This is a long kind of Hulk Hogan type. Mustache. Okay, because it looked like he did like lines kind of. Mm, I mean, he might have tried it for that movie. Maybe he was like, I think my character would have lines in my mustache. Hey, but I don't remember. If you're a demon, I mean, I'll accept it. So yeah, and then and, and everyone's like the parents are like he looks really respectable. His hair's barely touching his ears. Barely. I I think I like this guy. And he's just like, "Hello people. I want to the first song I want to sing is about my hometown." And then they launch into this power ballad. And it's beautiful. And the and the, the, it's it, something you'd hear uh sitting in your dentist chair. You know, you just hear that coming over the air. It's something to get you in the mood for uh, a man flossing your teeth. And all the parents look at each other and go, we were worried about this pussy shit? This shit is weak. Yeah, the mayor. He's yeah. like, fuck. I'm going to go home and listen. The mayor to... was like total leathered out. He had spikes and shit. He's ready to rock. Oh, yeah. He's like, guys, I thought we were seeing some bolt thrower tonight. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Fucking bullshit. So they're like, let's bail. Like, this is some nerd shit. So the parents are the cool people that bail on this nerd shit. Fuck it. But Mike, I mean, yeah, Mike. Matt, Matt. <laughs> Matt, he opens the door, and he looks back. He's like, oh, there's something about this guy. And then Damien gives a little smirk. Did you see what they did with the lighting here? Yes, it was very, like, white light was coming through. Uh-huh. Like, Matt was walking in between heaven and hell. Right. 
It's great symbolism from these guys. I, they so, probably read a lot of Whitman before they wrote, you know, this fucking. So much good shit happening. Just give her that fucking whimsical <laughs> music, and you got yourselves a fucking great A movie. So, but he's like, he's like worried, but he's like, oh, I'm going to trust my kids. It's really creepy how they lock eyes here, too, Matt and Damien, right. because remember, this is a 50-person auditorium, <laughs> so they're maybe 30 feet away. <laughs> yeah. So this isn't, like, a confusing thing. You can clearly see it. Like, uh, And then there's, there's, like, some alpha male shit going. They lock eyes, and then Matt breaks away mm-hmm. and walks off. Door closes, lights go black, Malachi Black pops out with his fucking little antler mask. Kicks somebody in the head, spits green black mist on somebody. Yep. He spits black mist on Damien, and Damien's like white robe dissolves, and he's got straight up S&M leather gear on, his hair is fucking t- touching the ceiling. Well, he uses that acid and slicks his hair back. It's very nice. And he's just, they're ready to rock now. The whole band is in black leather. I'm fascinated that the drummer is actually a drummer because I'm pretty sure <laughs> I saw him stab his drums a few times. There was a lot of twirling of the drumsticks going on in So this. much. And I... I it reminded me, I for whatever reason, I've listened to The Dire Straits Money for Nothing 8,000 times this week. And Why? I love that song. Oh it's so good. I hate it. I and it was a big hit. It was awful. Uh, yeah, I get why you would hate it, being that you heard it <laughs> for so long. But no, it's a great song. No, but uh, I didn't realize that song was about like these metal bands. It w- it's a, a song about a guy he overheard complaining about like these hair metal bands. And it got banned in Canada. Probably, yeah. Because they dropped F-bombs in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, so they, the kid, yeah, and you want to know, I want to point out, the kids are wearing really bright, colorful outfits. This yes. Because they're, they're still pure. Right. And Damien's kind of like, I'm going to turn you kids. And he's just rocking out, got fucking putting his leopard print dick in everyone's face. Oh, and yeah. Rocking out. And the rest, I mean, the drum, the, the mock drumming is he bad the, enough. He had the confetti on the snare so he could hit him and the confetti would go flying. I like that touch, though. <laughs> And then you've got you've got the fucking bassist just like dunk. Yeah, dunk. It, it, we had, it was some of the worst like fake playing I've ever seen. It, it was so bad. But, and, the, and of course, it was the chick. The chick in the band plays bass. Of course, the chick always plays bass. Two different guitarists that were just like all over the place with <laughs> yeah. their. Oh, it was, it was even wonderful. the lip syncing wasn't that hot. Nope, not at all. And so yeah, they're they're this they're seducing the crowd, and then we cut to the next day. Matt got his best Freddy Krueger sweater on. I was getting th- trying to get through to the kids, and like, maybe if I dress evil, the kids will like me. Yeah, I mean maybe no, it's 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 springtime. It's <laughs> April, which would be cool in Canada, because I imagine it'd be like our 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 Aprils. But yeah, he's got the biggest sweater on. It gave, I I was expecting him to turn around and see rugby on the back of it. It was almost that close. <laughs> But he's trying. He's all pepped up. He's had his morning cup of coffee, and he wants to talk. I, I think it was Whitman again, or maybe it was Emerson. Yeah, I think it was Emerson. He's still on Emerson. He still hasn't made it to Lake or Palmer yet. So he <laughs> wants to talk more Emerson. But he's looking around. The students maybe they turned on him. Maybe they're they're in for some Lake and Palmer, but they just look they look tired. Well, yeah, they rocked out all last night in their seats. In their seats. Sedately rocked, <laughs> gently rocked, and he's just like, "Kids, what's going on? Yeah, why don't we just have a rap session about life? Why don't we talk life today?" And then uh, Tony, bring- Tony's the one <laughs> because he's like, "Tony, why don't you tell me uh, what's going on with you? I noticed you're s- slicked back your hair today." Yeah, 
Why why are we going to talk poetry? I don't need to talk about po- poetry means nothing to me. I mean, how am I supposed to relate to this stuff? This guy died 4,000 years ago. He's older than Jesus. My dad told me that. He's like, what are you talking? No, no, no. Poetry's not telling you how to live your life. It, it, I, oh, what was it? Poetry is just trying to help you understand life. He's like, well, what would Walt Whitman think of your candy ass? Ooh, he never did that before, and he's the toughest kid in class because he looks like a total like Jersey Shore goomba, and <laughs> yes. he even respect Matt. And now that table has turned, he's just like, "Fuck you, Teach." Mm-hmm. Matt, Matt's uh, he doesn't know what to say. He's a little taken back by it. So Matt goes into defense mode. Well, he, here's the thing. I mean, uh, I would like to believe he thinks I'm doing a pretty good job of teaching you guys about poetry. I think he'd think I'm pretty cool. And he's struggling. You can see it. The sweat's beating up on his brow. And he's saved by the bell. Bring. He was about to pop that sweater off. It was right. getting too hot in and there. he's like, class dismissed. So Julie comes up to him. And she's just like, I'm going to. We got free tickets. Damien's giving the kids free tickets now. He's giving all the kids, all 20 kids tickets? That's going to cost them <laughs> at least $30. They're going to lose money. You always lose money on a tour. Well, but, you, know, you make they it. make it up for on T-shirts. And all those kids will have multiple T-shirts, multiple records, multiple everything soon. And while they're talking, we cut to outside, and we see there's literally a horde of three, four kids. <laughs> at the, like I think it's the Black Roses band is like handing out records and T-shirts and it, shit. Yeah, I mean, it looked, it looked like... <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell or no? <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Black Roses goose balls. Oh, so they're just black and gray, like Raider style? Anyways. Yes. So, yeah, they're handing out records, but I guess they only brought, like, two <laughs> for the five students here. Yeah. So Tony comes down a little late, and he's like, fuck, I missed out on a record. So he grabs the guy who got the last record and gets in a fight with him, and the guy starts beating his ass. He he gave me vibes of uh, our friend from Miami Connection, but the white version of him. He had that weird head shape to him. So this guy, he's beating the shit out of Tony, and Tony's like big, yeah. and kind of looks kind of looks like he's got some tone to him and he everything. Looks like Jean Claude, yeah. And uh, so Tony's getting his ass handed to him for a little bit here. Then he just runs over. Grabs him and puts him in the goddamn uh, Deluxe Express. I can't even think of what. Uh, the he gorilla torture. presses him. Yeah, he gorilla he presses picks, him. Puts him over his head, hurls him, and we're just showing the eve. This one guy, after one concert, the kids are losing their shit. They want he, he almost murders the guy. He starts punching the shit out of him on the ground. Right. And we're like, that's not our Tony. Right. And so, Matt, he's. I don't know if he saw this. He apparently just dashed straight over the principal's office. He's I don't know. I think him. you were right. I, I put principal. I think you're right. I think it was a guidance counselor. Oh, I believe it was guidance counselor. And this guy in real life was the artist for Casper the Friendly Ghost comic books. Really? Yeah. Interesting. This is his only movie he's ever been in. Shocker. Oh. Because he's so great. I mean, he kills it here acting out of touch. And Matt's like, I just got to get through to the kids. I'm losing my kids. Matt. <sighs> You know this Fabian phase is going to be over soon. Eye roll from Matt. Just the the jokes here. Right. Just go talk to this Fabian guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy. And, and Matt's like, okay, I'll I'll do that. Oh boy, this this scene, this this scene. I'm pretty sure one of our friends showed up to direct this scene. Who's that? Who's that? It's our good friend Joe Corey. Oh, 
Because Murray, this is the oh, famous yeah. factory yeah, well, milk this, Yeah, because okay, yeah, because we're back at the auditorium. They're setting up the pyro for the new next show. But they apparently live in this auditorium. This was before a great white show where they burned down the the bar with the pyro. So you could do pyro in a tiny ass little theater. Oh, okay, yeah, right, right. So they got and they got the lighting rig up, and we see Damien. Some reason has short hair all of a sudden. His hair. I thought he was a different character. I thought this guy was supposed to be their manager. Yes, he looked like Ferguson from fucking... uh, Wait, is that what his name was? What was the neighbor's name from uh, Married with Children? I don't remember. Either do I. I know you're talking about. So... Another Married with Children reference we did last week with Mercy. So here's the thing about uh, Damien in this scene. New haircut. He's got like a MacGyver mullet kind of going on here. But then he's wearing this shirt that irritates the fuck out of me because I don't know where the shirt ends and the pockets begin. <laughs> the breast pockets are kangaroo pouches. Rob Liefeld designed the shirt. Yeah, because there there's we go. Nonstop pockets pouches. all over it. <laughs> because they literally, the pocket starts under the armpit and goes <laughs> to the buttons, shoulder to waist. Like he has a pocket tucked into his waist. I think he pulled the milk glasses out of the pockets. Probably pulled the whole fucking you know gallon of. Fat because Damien is trying to con us and make us look like think he's a nerd, like he's he, he's you know because he we remember Matt has not seen the true Damien. He left before it came out, so he's thinking Damien's still on the up and up, and right? He, and he looks like a total nerd. And what's what's a nerd drink, Griff? Well, milk and fat free, of course. Of course, not fat. Got to be fit. And, he, and so they're sharing, well, not sharing, <laughs> they have but their own glass, but <laughs> <They're best. laughs> some not fat milk. And Matt's got a little, he's got a milk mustache on his mustache. He's yeah. doubling up. Of course. And it's very, it's very nice scene and everything. And then Matt's like, well, you know me, I got to get, I got to get going. Oh, you got a busy night tonight? Got to go see the mayor's uh, daughter? What? How do you, how do you know about this? Oh, my dear Matt, I've known your soul my whole life. The fuck was that? I don't know, but Matt's creeped out like you are. And he like. Walks out, and we get a nice zoom in on the smirk from Damien. Right. Oh, that smirk. Because I think Julie was coming in, too. Yeah. And Ju- and so he's like, Julie, aren't you supposed to be at class? I can ask you the same question. That's his. That's the pet. He was here in town at being a loser, getting paid uh, half of what he should be getting paid just because he liked the attention that, that the youngins gave him. Big fish, small pond. That's it. Small yeah. basin. Oh, he probably got so many good poet poems out of this town. So he's like, I'm right. gonna stay here and fish it dry. <laughs> right. I like it. The fish metaphors are everywhere. So like, once again, go and go over theater, find things no one even recognizes. This is total power struggle over a city, the soul of a city. Matt versus Damien. Yeah. I always love the fact that people think Damien. I mean, it's obviously, because it sounds like demon, but it's not a. There's a Saint Damien. It's not, it's not an evil name at all. But everyone's like Damien. Yeah, I it, it just seems to be associated with so many. Even the kid who they Omen, accused. Yeah. Well, the kid from Omens where it started, I believe. He yeah, making it an evil name. I just remember because I watched it like uh, during COVID times or something. Well, we're still kind yeah, of the West COVID Memphis times. Three. Yeah, yeah, that one, and the kid changed his name to Damien yeah. or whatever. So yeah, yeah everyone just associates associates yeah. it with evil. And, well, it's not. It's What's not. the most evil name for you? <sighs> um. I'm going with the modern one. I already got it locked and loaded. Taylor? I don't know. Taylor. Interesting. My sister's a big fan of the Hanson brothers, and there's a Taylor Hanson. Oh, there you go. There you go. Aiden as a suffix and a name. As a suffix. Can't 
Caden. Oh, you mean Caden, Braden, Jaden? Yep. Jaden. That is a bad name. So, uh, Tony, cut to Tony. He's this enraged. He's got all this toxic masculinity going on, so he's just pumping some iron. Mm-hmm. And his dad walks in. How'd you feel about his form? Where, where's Joe Coleman? I haven't <laughs> seen him in a while. Well, you know, he's been traveling the country. I, did, I didn't like his tan. That's what I'll tell you. What? His tan was pretty weak. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to ask him. His boots are looking great, though. Joe, your boots look. I'm not amazing. talking about Joe. I'm talking about Tony. Joe always had oh, a great Oh, oh, God, I was co- uh, confused because uh, I was talking about Joe Coleman. I just want to uh, talk Joe Coleman. Anyways, Tony, yeah, he's, he's, he's got his arm out there. He's lifting. And his dad rolls in, played by Big Pussy from Sopranos. The only person that actually had a career in this movie has, has like three lines. He killed it. I liked his lines. And he's I a, feel like he ad-libbed the whole he's scene. He's the classic Italian dad, macho dad. And he notices his son's got an earring, a little gold hoop. Mm. And he's like... What I tell you about the earrings? Only two types of people wear earrings: Chance Boudreaux's <laughs> and fags. And I ain't see, and I don't see you doing any roundhouse kicks. <laughs> oh my god! And, I'm so glad you put Chance Bordeaux in there. <laughs> I don't see no dusters in that closet, kid. I don't see a greasy mullet on the back of your head. And I was like, now go do your chores. And he walks out hot in a huff. Dad pulls out his Soldier of Fortune magazine and starts reading. <laughs> it was with Soldier of Fortune. Wait, was it? Yes. Looking, he's probably looking for the Chuck Norris ASMR like ad in it. <laughs> Call back to Octagon. God damn it. And um, Chris got that one. And uh, <laughs> and he's just like he notices there's a there's a record a, a Black Roses record on the turntable. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's still playing. Hey, why didn't you turn the record off? So he turns it off, sits back down, gets his soldier of fortune. He's tapping it like, all right, mercenary needed. That's me. And then the record just starts playing again. He's like, oh, this fucking gobbledygook. Gets up, turns it off, sits back down, turns on again, and even louder. So he goes over. He lifts up because it's got the cover for it. Lists up the tray, and he's like, oh, my God, what's going on with this record? It's bubbling. All right. It's like a pizza. Yeah. Mm, like a nice pizza. I and see he, what you did there with he, the Italians. He touches and it, and there's all this goo on his hand. Yeah. And he's like, what? Get out of here. Forget about it. <laughs> and then, then he, he notices the amp. The speaker is sitting right yeah. on the wall. They mounted it to the wall, yeah. and he's Surround just sound. yeah, he's just staring at it. And it, it turns into like this biomechanical type thing. This is we always praise practical effects. Right. I love this one. I loved it because he looks into the speaker, and then a hand puppet leaps out of some kind of dragon creature with like crab legs or something on it. It was like a giant head crab thing from uh, the Alien movies that face hugger or whatever they call them. Okay. Kind of looked like that because it had like the four legs on each well, side, yeah, but, it, but like it was a, like super long. Yeah, it was. It was a very it, weird it was, design. It was very awkward. And again, and it was attached to a vacuum hose. Yes, which was <laughs> part of the speaker. Yeah, and I, I really liked it. I, I I thought they were going to a cool place with this. Like, are they absorbing these people into like rock hell or something? <laughs> I don't know. Which we don't, we never get enough about the band at all. They're very hardly in it. This is a movie. That's what makes me ask. If there was if the guy asked for more monsters, what the fuck was this movie beforehand? Was this like a I serious know. drama? 
Like, did he just see the record? And he was like, no, I don't like this. And turns it off and reads Soldier of Fortune. Yeah. Reads it out loud. Yeah, that must have been it. Because, again, two and a half hours. So there must – we probably went into the kitchen and saw Tony help his mom do the dishes. <laughs> Gives her some talk back. Watch Tony finish his workout. Like, do his, <laughs> yeah. mow the lawn. Right. And we, so the monster. The mon- I'm sorry. It's all just char- the character's dad's reading. Because dad was reading the newspaper. So he's just reading. They should be glad they had a dad who reads. You know, Well read dads. Yeah. That's- so the monster attacks. Attacks Big Pussy. And uh, <laughs> I guess apparently he was acting his ass off, but somebody forgot to record the sound, so you don't hear anything from him. Yeah, yeah you just yeah. hear the you hear the whimsical music. I was gonna say, don't they use the whimsical music here instead of like, you know what? I think I think they did do the piano strikes. Like I could go do this on my piano right now. Don't 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 don't. And it, like you said, it kind of face hugs him. And it pulls him slowly, slowly, slowly back into the speaker. I would have liked it if they had like ooze coming out of it, and it was like burning him because it's this monster looks weak as shit, right. and yet it's, it's a somehow hand bucket, literally. yeah, yeah, it's somehow like weakening uh, big old pussy Tony or whatever his name was, <laughs> big pussy, yeah, big pussy. Some, but this is a guy who is just looking in to become a mercenary. It's like we know he's tough as shit. Right. He's only tough. He doesn't people. have any earrings. No earrings, so he's no chance Bordeaux. So he's this much. huge, fat Italian guy, but somebody get pulled into this tiny little speaker. It's, po- it's demon power. It's demon right. magic. I mean, see how it, he- We see the silhouette of his legs kicking, the shadow of his legs kicking, and then we just see that one loafered foot get sucked right into there. Now, we cut over to what's possibly my favorite scene <laughs> of this movie because we get behind those blue eyes of Matt. I don't know if he has blue eyes, but it's just the Who song. So we, we get to see a little bit more about Matt, and he gets home. He's got this nice, like, uh, Florida room, as we like to call it. It's, like, screened-in porch area, and he's going to go in there. He's going to have a nice uh, Molson, Molson light. Well, it's probably just Molson back in those days. We didn't have the light beers. So he's got a Molson, and, oh, my God, the acting happening here, Rucker-level acting. Yeah. Because he's taking that big old bulky uh, sweater off, and you're seeing this is a man who should not wear sweaters. You should show off that bod, Matt. You're the Marlboro man, for fuck's sake. Right. And so he's got his beer and his glass. He sets them both down, and he finds, like, an Oxford blue shirt, and he pops that <laughs> out. It's like, why do you keep popping on he, sleeves? He pulled the Mr. Rogers, dude. That's a, I like that. <laughs> Reverse Rogers. Reverse Rogers. Took yeah. the sweater off. Yeah, I like that. And then he does something that irritates me even more, because as he walked over, he pours, like, an ounce of beer into his cup, Sips at the cup, <laughs> fucking Ginty-style drinking happening again. Then he takes a swig out of the can. Well, I bet this was the producer, because he said the producer directed Exterminators. He probably told him, this is how you drink on camera. Oh, my God, you're right. You're right. And so then, after putting on his Oxford shirt, he pours <laughs> a quarter of the can. I, It's a pint glass, so it should have. if he poured it all in there, there should he only be... He thinks been... it's hard liquor for some reason, like he's doing a shot of beer. Yeah, and of course, Matt... Murray, you know this is a sophisticated man. He's going to open up, read Leaves of Grass, and listen to some beautiful Mozart. I don't know if it was Mozart. I have to think it's how retarded we are because I put Mozart to in my notes. Yeah. I had no fucking idea. Oh, I just go Mozart. It's classical. Yeah. It could have been Tchaikovsky. <laughs> yeah. It could have been uh, Timurov. It could have been any of those dudes. Yeah. It could have been the guy that did the score for this movie. Yep. And yeah, he's just gonna chill out on some with some Mozart. So we cut to the second night. 
the parents have left. They they believe this is a, this, a nice wholesome band, so they don't even had the pretense of the white. It's straight up leather daddy from the onset. Oh yeah, they got the fog machines out now. We saw the pyro is going absolutely nuts. I mean, yeah. this is crazy. This Kids crazy. are turning into zombies, Griff. Zombies. Zombies. That's how fucking crazy this concert is. And there's there's rocking out. So another concert down. They they I guess I guess four is Although also I think Made, it might be the third concert. I think it's this concert. They're in, they're backstage first doing a ritual. They have a they have a pentagram out with candles everywhere. Yeah, it's the last concert. But yeah, you're right. This is the one where they're like doing the guitar zaps, the '80s guitar zap, and then it shoots a lightning bolt and it turns a person into a zombie. That was rough. Those all the all the like mass and everything in this <laughs> they movie. There were no there were no masks. It was all puppetry. Oh, it was puppet. Okay, yeah, these were the zombie puppets. Ugh. And so we cut back to Matt. He's he's passed out. He drank literally a quarter of a beer. So well, he's out. Uh, after a long day, you start sipping on that alcohol. They tell people who uh, you know have trouble sleeping to just sip on some alcohol because that'll do that. That'll do that to you. And then he hears a smash. He runs out. He thought maybe his uh, uh, his tape had scratched or something, maybe. But no, he knows that sound. It was it was glass. His window has got busted out, and there's a Damien flyer right on it. Ah. So he knows what he's going to have to do. Hop in his car, get the trash bag, tape it over the window. <laughs> well, we pull back, and we see Tony and Johnny next to their Guido Irox Z, and they're just staring at it like, we did that, because Damien forced us to do it. Now, did they have the Irox Z before Black Roses show up, or did Black Roses supply his... Yeah, if you're Italian, you have to have, in the 80s, you had to have an Irox Z. So, is there just, drove. like, a dealership in this little town <laughs> yes. that sells... Is That's that what Tony's dad Yes, does? exactly. Big Pussy is an Irox Z seller. <laughs> yes. Salesman. Of course. Oh, I love it. Oh, Big Pussy's used cars. So, Matt, he's just like, what is going on with this town? So, he's driving on that gigantic street. He's just murmuring to himself... This is my town. And it's just hooligans all on the street. People having sex on the fucking in the middle all, of the street. But you can do that because the lanes are so big, you can drive right by them. <laughs> exactly. And they're just like, they're not really doing anything. They're just like, well, somebody's like like beating up somebody. There, there's a couple fist fights happening. There's people beating up each other. Wait, yeah. Uh, there's fornication. There, like teens just menacingly cake grabbing all wa- over oh, the place. Cake grab- teens menacingly walking by picket fences. And, Every kid's oh. wearing a leather jacket. So you know there's something going on. Oh, the chains too. They got chains oh, now. Chains everywhere. Oh, and they all have black roses T-shirts with the friendliest skeleton on it. <laughs> yes, it was not very, very whimsical. Skeleton. Very weird. God damn it! Whimsical should not be the theme of this fucking movie. Oh, so he heads out to the mayor's place. It just what happens is. His is the father of his girlfriend Priscilla, mm-hmm. and so he goes there. His daughter couldn't be shade under fifty years old, still living with her mayor dad, played by Lou Ferrigno's wife Carla Ferrigno, and she's a cunt, Griff. Oh my God, she's the worst. You can tell she she's her whole life she's used men. She's using her dad right now, and she's she's she saw a, a prize in uh, Matt because Matt's the coolest guy in town. Was the she, coolest guy in town. She's a Judy level evil. Yes, and that that my friends is a fucking forever night reference. <laughs> it was a wonderful tippy tap we did a couple weeks yeah. back. Go listen to it. You'd think she'd be hitting on Damien at this time. That's how evil she is. I think she's uh she's working up to it because her dad's so warm on uh, warm to his form. So why wouldn't she be? She was probably knitting a nice uh, knit vest for him. 
like a chain link uh, chain link knit vest. Could be. And he's looking for her father, the mayor. I guess he was out for some reason. And yeah. then she's like, "Well, I got to go." And she's just like, "Hey, man, what the fuck's up with this shit? I thought you were the big." kingpin in town and you're gonna you take me out you're gonna like you, you all you care about are these fucking stupid ass kids teaching their abcs and emerson lake and palmer yeah your abcs and their elps she latched on to him because she noticed his potential right you were my ticket out of here she she can't do anything for herself that's what she lives lives with her dad still and she saw this daddy-like figure who she thought he was probably gonna bust out some leather on her so I think I think Damien might be the man for her. I think she might be into a right. demon person. Too bad she never met him. Uh, and also, Damien's into the young girls. So, but Matt shuts her down. Well, Matt's kind of into him too because she's like, "Oh, I bet you like your t- your pet Julie." He's like, "Hey there, that's out of line. I am just her teacher and her mentor. I." care about these kids and i'm sorry if that offends you that i want to help these kids and i want them to expand their minds and learn about poetry and you know what i think i'm gonna go home right now oh better yet i might go to a bar that he slaps <laughs> her in the face with this fact that he's gonna go to a bar is he trying to amp the machismo here is he trying to sound like he's a so man angry now? he might get drunk because yeah. we saw we saw him drink a minute minute yeah, ago well, he's Ned Flanders so yeah this is yeah. his way of white saying. wine spritzer <laughs> right. so he's gonna go have a couple all right so as we go into this next scene we need to bring up the fact that like throughout this movie you know it's basically 90 minutes there's basically three different acts to it and the first act you got to see the kids in their innocent phase we got to see them at home we saw that julie has a stepdad who's got cool, cool rock star hair like a curly mullet he and looks a like cool the evil mus- version of matt and a cool mustache he is the evil oh my god murray you're blowing my mind you are so right about and that apparently her, her mom's a traveling waitress because she's always out of town but she looked like she was a waitress she was a wait or she was like a maid i thought i don't know she had a weird uniform on. yeah maid wait <laughs> wait a minute she's a prostitute probably yeah. yeah and the first scene was so weird with her and her stepdad because yeah. he is telling her about how her mom loves him and she's like i know i hear you guys all the time he's like yeah, she don't complain about what I do to her. So he's telling his supposed stepdaughter about how he's fucking her mom so well. well. They're setting up how inappropriate he is, and that he wants to fuck Julie too, because he's the he's the st- the classic stepdad. So yes. You know, he's like wanting to molest her. Okay, and then yeah. we have Tony, who just was oversleeping. <laughs> yes, and he had like some Ted Nugent. He had a bitchy mom with a thick Canadian accent. <laughs> he had like some Ted Nugent posters up yeah, in the background, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then we had Johnny, of course, and uh, it, that was just like his dad. Yeah, not in the beginning of the him. movie, you think the, the hero's going to be Johnny, and then he just fades into the background and it becomes about Matt. Right, right. You thought it was going to be about Johnny. So now we're getting into the second act. So we're getting a little bit more. Oh, uh, and then we have uh, Janie. Janie, yeah. And so you get the, you get the full glimpse of her family. She's got the little brother. She's got the friend Tina who comes over. And Dad immediately is like, Tina! She's wearing a cheerleader's outfit. He's Tina, you're looking very good today. I think Tina throughout the whole movie had the big hair, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Mom... She's she's a nag, and so you you can tell that uh, Janie's dad like wants to right, yeah. wants to get get free. I think he was reading live. What's live magazine? I have no idea. Okay, I thought it was a porn mag or something. Anyways, so now we're getting into the second act of all yeah. these characters. 
by the way, every one of those scenes was like five to ten minutes long, and he had to cut them down because the, the director told him to. All of, of like the establishing the families because yeah. they realized every single scene they were saying the exact same thing. It was just about black roses coming into town. Yeah, all the kids excited about black roses, all the parents saying no. So I, they're right about that one. <laughs> yeah. they, they made this better. Like it, right. it just punches right through. It was better. So Johnny hot off the smashing teacher's window. He's at a high. He comes home. He's like blows right by dad, who's sitting in his favorite chair, <laughs> reading, the reading a paper. And he's like, "I gotta just get naked and get into bed." Because yeah. that's the thing. He's gotten so evil. He doesn't even sleep in his PJs anymore. He's just like, "I raw dog it now." <laughs> Is that evil? <laughs> when you're you're like, oh. You're in a Canadian, little Canadian town, and you're, you're a sweet little kid. Yeah, it is. It's. I think that you're mocking God when you do that. I think that's what it is. Right. You want to be ashamed of your body. Right. Give you your body so you'd be ashamed of it. Right. Besides, the sheets are a little too nice. Like you might you might get an erection if you got nice sheets. Right. So you know, rubs against something. You don't want exactly. That. You could you could have a. I haven't ever had this, but like Griff said, they did many wet dreams. <laughs> Several. I had a couple last <laughs> week. He is Johnny is the wettest of all dreams because he's lying in bed. Look, he pulls out a cigarette on top of it. He's naked smoking. He puts on his favorite song, My Hometown, and he's just <laughs> sitting my there hometown. smoking it up. David Lynch style smoking, just obsessed over that cigarette. And he looks out the window, big silvery moon out there. That's a King Diamond imagery for you. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and then just this woman appears. Yeah, you just see some tits. You see some giant hair and tits. Mm-hmm. Silhouette. She's like a succubus. She's the bass player of the band, Griff. Oh, okay. And she gets in bed. He he rolls with it. He's just yep. like, yeah, I got a boner right now. Might as well put it to use. Yep. Well, like we said, he got in those sheets naked. Of course, right. that's what's going to happen. He, you rub had, on those he, sheets. He had silk sheets, so it kind of slides really uh, nice. You know? Thread count through the <laughs> roof on those silk sheets. I don't know. What is his dad doing where he can afford those sheets? <laughs> I don't know. These are the questions. I've never seen him at work. He's just reading. I bet Dad's, Dad just leaves on newspapers. <laughs> That's how Johnny learned how to pee indoors was just a pile of newspapers. So he bangs this succubus. Yeah, like we kind of go in between the stories. Do you want to do it yeah. in the same way the movie tells it to you where we kind of jump around or do you want to just get them all over with? Let's jump around because okay. there is some drama here. So, yeah, she gets in bed with him. So then we cut to... Is this Little to- Tim Murray. <laughs> what does this mean? I, I want to hear you. Slicked up hair <laughs> to get it off your ears, first of all. Ha- Mortal Hawk t- or sweater on. Playing by the fireplace. Dad is not noticing. Listening to Black Roses in the background. Yep. Uh. Was it Black Roses? Yes. Or was because it somebody he- cool? No, it was Black Roses because he was becoming evil. You're right. That's It had to be that. Right. Dad is reading like an 80s teen magazine in the background. <laughs> he is sweating beads here. He's so into it. He's... Breathing heavily, and then he finally looks down from his magazine and goes, "Little Timmy, it's eleven at night. What are you still doing up?" And Timmy's been playing. He was so engrossed in his tiger beat, he didn't even notice the kids past his bedtime. <laughs> exactly, and the kid has been playing with his action figures, and he's throwing Superman, and he's throwing Aquaman, and he's throwing Spider Man into the fire. Only throwing the heroes into the fire. Yep. And he's going, yeah, get out of here, you bad guy. Try to, try to, try to. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> so it's like, but son, you're throwing away all the good guys. No, I kept all the good guys. He's got like Lex Luger, Lex Luger, Lex Luger. <laughs> so he, the cheetah in the corner. Pats little Timmy on the asses. Go to bed, young man. And when that, and then Janie shows up with Tina. 
And they're looking, they just came from the concert, so they got the fucking hot-ass 80s bitch look going on, the leather miniskirt, oh, the big yeah. hair. They're still, like we said, the, the theme here is like they still got a little bit of that adrenaline rolling. So they come in, they're like, Dad, where's Mom? Oh, Mom's out playing uh, bingo. You know, she won't be back. I'm not kidding. No, she was at her backgammon or something. Ba- like, yes, or it was something even like lamer, backgammon. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, she won't be back until like 2 a.m., and then I think they said, like, Tina's mom was also there. That's why Tina had to stay here. Yes, yes. So, like, well, what are we going to do until – how about we play some gin? No, no. They're like, how about we play some poker? Well, I don't know how to play poker, but I can play some gin. All right. Let's play gin. It's like, oh, what's So they start here? playing a little gin, as you would with your daughter and her hot friend. Right. And it's getting a little too intense, this game of uh, gin. So – Julie, you know, or not Julie, Janie. She she wants to go to bed. Well, you can see they're, they're, Tina's got some shishin going on. Her, her oh. boobs were glistening. Oh, okay. And you know, it's like getting hot. Dad's just sweating bullets. Oh yeah. And Janie's like, because she can, she reads the room. She's like, this is my dad. It's kind of weird. I'm gonna bail. Oh. So, so she, she was. She wasn't like, friend, please, Tina. <laughs> she was like, Tina, you do you. <laughs> well, they're evil now. Griff, of course. Okay. This is very okay. inappropriate. This is incredibly inappropriate. So Jane's like, I'll leave you two to play some more gin. And yeah. she's like, I got to get up in the morning and kill somebody. And so Gina leans in. Or Gina. Tina. Tina leans in, and she's she's getting into Dad's ear. I can't remember Dad's name. It was his dad. I don't dad. know. Dad. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Carl. Kind of had a. It's not going to be in the movie much longer. So it's calm, Dad. So yeah, so Dad, he he's getting a little nervous. He's like, "Well, Tino, maybe we should call your parents. It seems like about time to call your parents." Oh no, there's not going to be. Is your wife home? Because then my parents aren't home. Why don't we uh, play something a little? It's getting a little hot in here, so let's play something a little more interesting. How about some strip gin? <laughs> Cut to Tony coming home with Zyroxy. Mom. Classic cliche mom rollers in her hair, nagging. She's like, I thought I told you to put out the trash. I gotta put it out. She goes to put it out, and Tony's like, Fuck this shit. First of all, nobody's like, Where's dad been at? Dad's in hell right now. <laughs> but she's just she's such a bitch, she doesn't even know what what dad is up to. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even think about that. Dad has just disappeared into the speaker, and they are just like, whatever. So he just Decides to back up over his mom's, runs her over. All right. And j- as quickly as that is in and out, we don't even get, I don't even remember if we get an update on Janie, but we go back to Johnny. Yeah. And uh, after he's fucking, you know, blown Johnny's his first load. Well, look. with yeah. the woman present. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he's getting up and he's just like feeling that high. He's walking on air right, right. now. And. Oh, the, the boy. succubus is in bed with him, but when he gets up and he leaves the frame, she disappears. She disappears. Oh, never there to begin with. So somewhere in this interaction, so he still hasn't had sex. She was never there. Oh, 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 boy. So he gets up and Johnny finds two things in the hallway: a box loaded of Kleenex. Oh, okay, box of, <laughs> three things: a box of Kleenex. He's gonna wipe that up later. <laughs> a loaded glove that he puts on, and then a. It's a little snub nose revolver. Yeah. I, I where these things came from. Who knows? He walks into the living room. And this scene, I fucking love. It hits me. Every time. I like this, this scene. This reminds you of your dad. And you, this is what, this is what really happened to your dad, I bet. <laughs> yes, this is what really happened to my dad. 
Uh, we'll explain it. So he walks up on Dad, just creeping up. Who knows how late into the night? 12 a.m., 1 a.m.? Dad is still sitting under the light reading. <laughs> he's engrossed. <laughs> and I think he's illiterate, and he's desperately trying to like not let anybody know. Maybe. Yeah. Just look. He's just looking at comic strips. Yeah. And he looks over to his son, and his son just says, I love you, Dad. Then he fucking blows his brain out. Five shots to the head. <laughs> we see a picture of Johnny as a child and blood. Every shot, blood was splat, splat, splat. And we're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then after we had uh, the most tragic of the tragedies we here. We see some giant ass uh, khaki pants go flop down yeah, on the screen. Yeah. We're looking down at the coffee table <laughs> and we just see pants like some kind of. Uh, shirt that Tina was wearing, something else. Velcro New Balances go down there. <laughs> you just hear the slow. <laughs> and then finally, uh, uh, another hand of cards. So comes Dad's down. got the classic look, the boxers with like a wife beater on, and he's like, he's got the fucking uh, 1960s socks with the garters holding them up that no man's <laughs> used in fucking 80 years. <laughs> and he's all sweating because Tina. She lost the hands. So she, we see a close-up or slowly pull her stockings off her leg. Yeah, yeah. We we saw that because it was like the zoomed in, and then it was like the zoom in of her un, undoing her stockings. Right. Yeah. And then uh, she's just like, how about we just end this right now? What, he won the prize. So we, yeah. she's just she's like, all right, well, I think it's time for your, you know, your grand prize then, your trophy. And she gets up, she takes her top off, gets some more tits in this movie, which the producers <laughs> to thank for that, apparently. Yes. And, oh, my wife might be home. Your wife won't be home anytime soon. It's like, does this mean she killed her wife? That's Could an be. interesting Could question. Be. And she gets in his lap, and then she's like, turns over, and she's like in his ear, maybe necking yeah. with him a little that bit. That was the closest that actress was going to do. She wouldn't do anything more than that. I can't blame her. So we, the illusion is she fucked him to death. Because he goes, oh, and then we just cut away. Mm-hmm. So next day at class, the students, they're over. It's the, They're all wearing black now, black roses shirts. The, the lighting is darker. Yep. Matt is getting worried. And he's, he's immediately, they're, they're, Get, just getting ready to move on to Lake. They're just really? They're Amberson. finally going to move on to Lake? They're not going to move on to fucking Roger Waters? And he's just like, I want to talk about Lake. What do we got to talk about Lake? Janie just pipes up. She's yeah. like, I'm sick of talking about these dead poets. We got a poet in town that writes rings around. We, we heard it in the beginning of the episode. Damien. Damien. And Damien. then fucking Matt's he's losing control of his class. He's getting worried. He's just, Damien. 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 He's like, class, transcendental meditation. He's just like, and then they're like, the bell rings. He's always saved by the bell. <laughs> and the kids just, just leave. Matt uh, bails out for the teacher's lounge, maybe, because he puts in a call to the mayor. Ah, 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 bad kids, bad music. Everything's bad, mayor. Mayor, we got to do something about the. Uh, I think you need to calm down. I think he's had a few drinks or something, because he's very, or maybe he's on Lake Havasoma or something. <laughs> I think you need to calm down. The music ain't that bad. We went. We saw it. You just got to accept that you're not the number one honcho. 
Now, I heard you in uh, uh, Phyllis had a thing. Why don't we go ahead and patch that up, and I'll get you guys fucking tonight. He's like, I want, you, I want her out of my house. Yep. You guys get back together. I bought her some new lingerie for you, uh, you know, to take off her later tonight, and I got her that lube you like. Yeah, she, we talk about your guys' sex life. <laughs> We're that close. We're that close. I mean, she's 50. So they've been living like a Black Roses lifestyle forever. So that's why he's not bothered by this. So he's just like, Ugh. he's like, I know. I have to talk to somebody else. So he goes to the guidance counselor. This is where we hear that a bunch of parents oh, died last night. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, we got to point that yeah. out. We got too caught I up. I made a mistake. Matt didn't. Janie goes to the guidance. Yeah, her father's dead next yeah. day. She went to school. She's very, you know, she's a very brave girl. And the guidance counselor. He's, this, this is the Ruckerhauer acting, and they explained it. I, I'm glad I listened to the re- director's commentary. They explained the scene because it confused me. I like that you almost slipped up and said the Rucker commentary, and I want that. I want Rucker commentary. Well, he does a Rucker move because he's talking to her about her. Obviously, she thinks she's troubled. Her father, she's whatever about it. I like that. Uh, I mean, he learned from suicidal tendencies. He had a Pepsi just waiting right there for her. No questions asked. But what the the actor does is he goes back. He like leans because a bookshelf behind him with a book. He leans back and he thumb. He puts his thumb through it and looks for like a split second. Opens it like an inch. Looks in it. Turns back to talk to her. Does it again. And what it was supposed to be. And the guy just did a bad acting job. Was. The whole idea is nothing bad ever happens at Mill Basin, so he doesn't. He never has to really do his job. So he's like looking for like ref, like what do I do oh, in this position? Oh, he's got like the idiot's guide to guidance counseling, right? But he, the way he's looking at it, you, there's no way he could read anything. He's literally opening it a half an inch and then oh, shutting it. I got nothing out of this. I thought he was looking at nudies or something. No, like every all the teachers are fucking creepsers because this is the type of town that. I mean, that was the whole theme of Twin Peaks: small town, lots of fucking creepy people. And she's like, you know, uh, counselor, I just want to scream. He's like, that sounds like a great idea. I, I don't know why I didn't think of that myself. Like, I'm a genius of guidance counseling and uh, teen angst and everything. So here's what we're going to do. You sip on that Pepsi a little bit. I'm going to go open the window, and uh, maybe we'll both have a scream together. It'll be really – it'll bring us closer together. And after that, maybe what we'll do is listen to some nice soft rock. Maybe we'll listen to some Genesis together. I hear you're really into Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Well, you haven't heard Foxtrot yet. That's the Genesis album for you. You like that prog shit. So he opens the window, and she immediately turns into a demon and just pushes him out the window. Yeah. And he lands on a truck that just happens to be there. Yeah, the bed of a truck, and it was like the groundskeeper, and he just does his hands on the head. He's doing the AEW. (laughs) The AEW ref. Oh, no, I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this situation. And then Janie, she's back to her normal, good-looking self, and she's like, great screen. Yeah, because the guidance counselor goes, ah, that's all he had time for, (laughs) because it's literally like a 10-foot fall. Ah, plunk. He's probably okay, but horribly injured. So Matt, he's doing his research. He's in the library. He they pointed this out. He's calling from the library, talking to the mayor. There's a sign that says "library" behind oh, him. Really? He leaves the school library to go to another library because <laughs> apparently they have a weak occult section in their library. Well, yeah, yeah. And so he goes to the public library. Here's what I appreciated because this this is where we open up and see it's nighttime in this public library. And he's, like, studying and everything. He's got all the books out. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Learns uh, nothing, by the way. Yeah, learns absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. But what I appreciate is a lot of the books that were on the table there 
were similar books that were uh, in Rosemary's Baby. Mm. So that was that was kind of cool. Was the Satanic Bible there? The Satanic Bible was there. So he's doing his research, and then Julie shows up, and there's Johnny's lurking in the background for some reason, and she's just like, "Hey, uh, this Black Roses concert's great. We're going to the third show later tonight." Yeah. And did you already mention that Johnny was there? Because Johnny's just like lurking yeah. in the books, and he that that was the creepiest thing they did yet. But they got the tone all wrong because they're doing the. <laughs> and he's Matt's like he like he said he's losing his grip on his kids. So he's like, aren't you getting a little too into this Black Roses? I mean, literally three concerts in a row. Yeah, I mean these guys, uh, they probably only have one three songs, so you're just hearing the same three songs over and over. And Julie cannot stand this anymore because she was getting a little closer and a little closer. She was going to do a little cuck situation she's, she's here. Got a, she's a little sluttier looking, too. Yeah, she, to she's out. got a little bit teased out hair because, yeah. like we said, the hair gets bigger, the clothes get skimpier, and she skimped up a little bit more. She's still a little modest about it, but the hair is definitely getting bigger. She's mm-hmm. Olivia Newton-Johnning it. She dropped a cigarette and uh, did a Ruby Ray, Rudy Ray rub out <laughs> on it. She's trying to turn them on. It's not working. And then he throws that filth in her face about hearing the same three songs. And she throws it right back at him. How many times have you read Leaves Are Green? It's the dumbest fucking poem in the world. Leaves are green? Yeah, leaves are green. But what about when they die? And besides, every time you read it, you say you learn something new. You take something new from it. What What now? I do the same with Black Roses. And she's like, you know what? You probably got a, a girlfriend. You're probably two-timing me. It's like, Julie, we are, we're not even dating. What are you talking about? <laughs> Shades of Christ. Leaves of Christ. Yeah, you fucked it up the whole thing. But I, it was funny to let you go off on it. <laughs> and he's just like, look, uh, of course, I, everything everybody knows I'm dating the mayor's daughter. Is this a secret? Like, what's, yeah, no shit I'm seeing in other words. Right, I'm seeing a woman, your child. I'm pretty sure Farns, Mayor Farnsworth <laughs> is putting out pictures of us together, yeah. like Bordeaux shots and all the fucking, yeah. So she runs off in a huff. Johnny gives a little smirk and falls, scurries after her. And now we're at night three. Damien, he's doing the fucking, he's got the fucking voice modulator. You are my children now. We will worship the devil. And everyone's like, Damien, Damien. He's like, my children come to me. He's not even singing anymore. He's just doing the fucking Satan spiel. Yeah, no. And of course, uh, I, I I think we're just seeing in here as an audience. There's no Matt's not here or anything yet. We're just seeing that they're just, they're, they're just sitting in their seats, reaching forward, they're all ghoulish like and everything. They're right. completely out of it. Like some of them have face paint on now. Like <laughs> yeah. how did that happen? I noticed the one kid had like the one, just one half his face painted mm-hmm. like a tree. <sighs> Doing the Darby Darby Allen style. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a little Darby Allen in the crowd. This was the birth of Norwegian black metal. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, yeah. There we go. That's where Corpse Paint came from. So, yeah, they're just Damien, Damien, Damien. And, and then we head out. We, we see a mirror with a little, like... Uh, there's a bunch of little candles set up. A picture of Damien, a little, little snapshot, a little Polaroid. Yep, he's got no shot. He was he had some good-looking arms for, uh, you know, big hairy chest, you know. He's a real, <laughs> real man. man. Yeah, real man. And so she's got that fucking shot up there, and we're slowly zooming out. We're seeing that ca- uh, the mirror shot of her. We and, see a torso. Yeah. We see, like, a bustier. Bustier. And we see... Some hands pulled down. Very gnarled hands. Very These gnarled are like hands. old woman's hands. And when 
the pull the bustier down. It's like young tits, old hands. What is happening? Hey, we got a pair of nipples get cut glass. These nipples are hard. <laughs> this must have been cold as shit in this room. It, like I thought there was so, like one of the who, whose line is it anyways acts where there's someone behind her. Like uh, maybe like the bassist. No, she's transforming, Griff. Oh, she's trying. Oh, this is Julie. We don't know it yet because we're just seeing the tits. And she funnels the tits for a good 10, 15, 20 minutes. This, she gives herself. A, she finds out she had breast cancer. Oh. That's how long she felt her tits. I bet Sensei Seagal said, saw this movie and said, if I can only master this art of putting my hands through the, the, the trash lodge and coming out on a woman from behind her and grabbing her tits, I could find a lot more tit cancer in the world. So she gets done checking for blumps. Puts her booster back on and goes out where the loser stepdad. Mom is doing the tour of the hotels where she made. She might be working for Ichabod Grace. Could be. And he's being perv like normal, you know. Hey, kid, I've never seen you looking so hot. <laughs> you and your mom should double team me later. And she doesn't respond to that well because she grabs a giant styrofoam. Oh, no, she fucking played into it. What are you talking about? She went over there and she was like, your curly mullet's looking so good tonight. Can I have a sniff of your beer? Just a sniff, not even a sip? She's not that bad yet. Okay. She's trying to be that bad. She just can't. She can't go the distance yet. So she gets a big whiff and then climbs up on his lap. And he's like, now we're talking. Here we go. Put her in the Nugent. Starts going down the fuck town. He's like trying to motorboat her, and she's reaching back to find that fucking Flintstones, fucking styrofoam <laughs> look. This thing looked hand carved. It was a styrofoam ashtray. And she bashes him over the f- face Smashes with it. Smashes his skull in. Yep. Next morning, Matt slept through the fucking concert he was going to go do to stop everything. Oh, really? He was supposed to go? Yeah. Shit. But he got so engrossed, like much like uh, Johnny's dad, he's so gross in reading. This, this movie does a lot for reading. You know, if you enjoy reading, you watch this movie. And he wakes up, and he rushes. The first thing he does, rushes over to Julie's. And mom, mom is like in a fucking daze. I don't. Know, she's like high as fuck. I don't know what, but she's like, huh? Did she find the body? What happened? To- I mean, she had to come. Ho- she's home. Yeah. She's at Julie's house, her house. And, yeah, she had to have seen the dead body. So that makes sense. And she's just out of it. He's like, where's Juliet? What, Julie? What? Who? Uh, 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 he just fucking bails on it. Drives over to see Priscilla. Or Priscilla is- No, we cut to Priscilla, oh, okay. Priscilla coming off tennis practice. Just fucked her tennis instructor. Yes. And she, and she gets in her car. She looks up in the rear view. And we see total slutted out Julie. She's got the gigantic hair, the heavy makeup on. Oh, teacher's pet. What are you doing back there? You're going to ask me how to get in Matt's pants, what he likes? Yeah, I could tell you all that. Why don't you go ahead and get out of the car now? But Julie's not getting out of the car. Not yet. She's getting in her throat because she pulls out a switchblade and slashes uh, Priscilla's throat. And I want to point out that uh, Carla Ferrigno was on the director's commentary and as soon as her character died she bailed literally in the middle of, there's 20 minutes ago in this movie she's like thanks for having me on guys and they just leave the <laughs> thing. it's so weird so we cut over to Matt who is doing a sweet burnout very good job here <laughs> yeah, that was good that was a Marlboro Man burnout 
Did you see how fucking wide that street was, though? Yeah, you couldn't do it without. Exactly. It. That's why they have those streets that wide for burnouts. For burnouts. Yeah, you yeah. got to have people able to do burnouts in your city streets. Not that this was a city street. So he rushes back home and just so happens as soon as he opens his door, fucking phone is ringing, runs over, picks it up. Julie! Hello, Matt. It's me, Mayor Farnsworth. I've got bad news. Pris is dead. You'll never be able to bone her zone anymore. Her sweet cakes will no longer be your treat. Her cakes have been sliced. Her cakes have been sliced. <laughs> and he's in a daze, and then Julie shows up at the door, and she is warm for his form some more. Well, I, I alluded to her earlier going uh, partial Olivia Newton-John. She's full Olivia Newton-John right, now. Yeah. She's leathered up. Fucking hairs to the moon, high heels for days. She's uh, yeah, she's gone full, full, full grease. And he's and she starts trying to kiss him. He's like, this, this is highly inappropriate, Julie. Julie, what are you doing? Yeah, I got a gift for you, and it's and then me. she goes down on him, and he, he lets her for a second, and then he comes to his senses. No, 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 no. this is highly inappropriate. He just he know. slaps the shit out of her. Yeah, and then she, yeah, she then she like falls towards the camera and her head's down and then she looks up and she's got she got fright night teeth the most giant oh. ill-fitting fangs in her mouth and then there's this horrible and they, they pointed out they did this to cover it up because there's like this horrible like glove she's wearing to make like a claw and it was so bad looking they put the fucking like oh the light. magical light on it i was gonna say like when they do oh this scene's is sad <laughs> like already the monster puppetry shit they do here is bad this monster incredibly on uh uh um, not scary like it's sad oh. it's sad as shit. it looks like a giant naked bird like it weak it's like as, an ostrich yeah yeah it's weak as fuck look it's got a long neck and yeah. a tiny little head and, and these it's scrawny it's, arms. It, it's it's a puppet so it's just from like the chest up there's, yeah there's somebody so they got hide behind shit for the operator and like you said it was like the the light up on the claw i was like <laughs> what the fuck is like maybe if you did a fire effect but anyway so matt goes full jim Cornette, pulls out his tennis racket and starts beating this poor puppet that, was a Sampras signature racket. That's an expensive racket too. So this he it really because he gets it stuck on Julie's claw, and it he looks at the racket and the strings are all unstrung now, and he's like, "Oh shit!" So he just happens to have a steak laying around doing a table. Well, no, break? okay. So he's getting backed up into his kitchen, and he grabs a tennis ball and shoves it down her throat, and he's like, "Shit, maybe I should have put my dick in there." And then he falls over and finds like a, a stool. And this is how all of our climactic endings for <laughs> monsters are coming to. Last week, uh, vi- uh, Vince- Peter, Vincent. Peter Vincent fell into the banister and got like the wood well, stake. No, he fell into a table. A table yeah. yeah. So everything is like accidentally breaking a wood thing and then stabbing. So, so maybe, call me crazy, maybe Billy is one of these demon things. Because that died with a stake to the heart, too. Billy from fucking Friday Night. Oh, okay. We were talking about for an hour, what the fuck is this guy? By the way, nobody knows. I asked on Twitter, nobody knows what the fuck Billy oh, is Oh, Night. God, Billy. I, it took me uh, forever to remember. The fucking hot uh, carpenter. Yeah, living carpenter. <laughs> that's, that's the new phrase for a gay person. He's, he's got a living carpenter. <laughs> he's always working with wood. So... Yeah, he stabs her through the heart, 
I, I, Billy's a demon, dude. We figured it out. Billy, Billy was it. Billy for Fright Night is a demon rocker. Had to be it. So he leaps into his car, goes he, to the gas station. Very, he, they let us know every step to buying gas. They yeah. show him go in, put the money down on the thing. Nice whimsical music playing. Says ten dollars on pump eight. Yeah, goes out pump. He said, and he said unleaded. This is the eighties, so he said leaded gas. Yes. Pumps and Apparently, gas. we've depleted the last bit of leaded gas in the world. Like There's a month ago, still some around. Not anymore. I remember like a month ago, it's been gone from Michigan forever. Like since yeah, the 80s. This but was... I remember I was in Washington in, in the '90s, and they still had leaded gas. Yeah, wow. This was like over in uh, somewhere in like a European country, and it was like we used the last of the leaded gas. Oh. That's it. Oh, too bad. Um, End of an era. But yeah, at this gas station, I you could buy apparently anything you want. This is unregulated <laughs> days, and you know the right, glory days, according to a conservative. Yeah. All that. Because they're he's buying flares, he's buying M eighties, he's buying the bottle rockets, he's buying the Husker Doos, the Husker Don'ts, he's buying like it all. Fifty scratch offs. I was behind him, I was super pissed off because he was like he had a system yeah. where he's like five of those, ten of those, three of those, no, oh, two of those. Yeah. Fucking hate you goddamn lottery. Rip people. rip the one out of the middle there. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not buying it unless you rip them out of the middle. You already had the stack, so the guy was no. like, I'm in too deep. I got it. I got it. They should be a separate line just for that shit, because I hate you lottery people. Oh. Anyway. So, yeah, he gets flares and some gas and some scratch-offs. And yep. he loses every single one. Waste of money. He threw money in the toilet, Matt. Well, it, it, the bag he got was the wrong bad bag. <laughs> he should have got a Kinjete, cash, a word I can still say very well. Should have got a nice Kinjete Shash case. Because <laughs> that would have kept everything real nice. Yes, it would have. <laughs> so he goes. This is the final show. This is where the kids are going to be irrevocably changed into demons. No, I feel even like, though kids were already turned into. I feel zombies. like this is the fourth show. I feel like they it added, is the fourth show. Okay, an encore show. Just because. no, it was always four shows. Oh, I, I thought it was yeah. three. Anyways, no. yeah. So the kids are in, like they're in a trance because he's just, he's not even singing anymore. He's just doing his fucking Satan spiel in his voice. Yep. And, <laughs> I love the way Matt sneaks up on it. Like oh he's just like God. he's like doing the like uh, <laughs> army thing. We get on the ground and kind of pull yourself. Like yeah, army first call. of all, he's dressed in Marty McFly cosplay. Yes, he's got the fucking puffy vest on. Uh huh. The red, white, and blue kind of checkered uh, flannel like shirt. And he's like he's just totally. I, I would say not shalant. He's shalantly. Let's sh- like. He's not hiding at all. He's, he's in plain sight, hiding in plain sight. Yeah, but and, everybody's so ghoulish, they don't right. notice him. Until he's splashing gas on the, the, the little theater they he, have there. He, I love how he turns the corner because this is something we question as well. He turns the corner to the front stage, and he gets a good look. Damien's standing right on the audience. Like, they're able to reach up and grab him. They're grabbing him. his dick. And, yeah, somebody's reaching under and grabbing his cakes. Julie. And some, somebody Julie's else. Julie's there, people. Julie is there. So... What <laughs> is this, this? Is this what we mean by Billy being a demon? Because yeah. clearly, like yes. Julie, and now we have this question of like, is the de- do the demons just inhabit people? Or I, no, I just think a demon was impersonating Julie because they wanted okay. to kill Matt because they know Matt is the only thing that's going to save this city. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So yeah, they're all just fondling his dick, and he uh, hears some splashing in the side, and he notices that. Matt's like throwing gas just on the- plain as day just like huh? he gets like three swishes out there so not even a lot of gas no. yeah literally like a fucking court yeah cause it's, it's just that tiny little opening 
And so the goo, the the band grabs them. They turn into like zombie demons. And then Damien comes up. They're mine now. I own this town. <laughs> Pulls off his hair. He's bald, which just shows how evil he is. Oh, yeah. Does he really have evil. hair. Yeah. Nothing's touching his ears. I and, noticed he had an earring, though. Yeah. I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see any roundhouses. So you know what that means. I know what that means. And so then they cut away. They cut back. And then his face is like a demon. Oh God, this demon! And this then costume. we get the saddest fucking demon I've ever seen. Why don't, you, why don't you explain what this demon looks All like? All right. So they kind of—he's kind of got like an amphibious-looking thing going on. It, it, it seemed like his legs were built for hopping. And then he had really long arms, but his <laughs> biceps are tiny. Like, hula hoop, uh, use Cheerio as a hula hoop tiny. Like, they can fit right on there. But then his forearms are ginormous. It's like, a Popeye demon. What the fuck is this? And, again, like, green and kind of browns. His legs were okay, but the knees were squat. And he's maybe five feet tall. He is Far from being a chip. They pointed out that the guy was too short for the costume. That was part of the reason it looked awful. Okay. Yeah. It, it, okay, so Matt's like towering over this monster. And, <laughs> and he's just going, right? Like and waving his arms. Matt gets right up in his face. He gets the fucking gong drum stick that has like the big, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, cotton or whatever on the end of it. And he is going to tower. You know what would have been even cooler? Because he has that big gong drum stick. If he set the gong drumstick on fire and this hit the gong and flames blow, you know, something like that. Yeah, like maybe they coat it in rubbing alcohol, so when he hits it, it's like a fire ring goes off on yeah, it. Yeah. They could have done cool. some cool but shit. No, they don't do that. They phoned this the fuck in. <laughs> this whole ending scene was very not very good. And apparently he didn't do his research, even though he read all night, because... Demons live in hell. It's all fire. So why would fire even stop a demon? Why is it going for fire? You think, yeah, you think you get the cold spray. <laughs> and so uh, he's just he's just going by instinct now. He's, he, so he's just like, I'll kick it in the dick. So he just kicks Yeah. The- so, okay, okay. We got to talk about this because he's got all of his zombie ghouls there <laughs> who are just watching. They're like, yeah, get him, get him. And so uh, Goblin, Demon, he th- punches him once. Matt goes flying back. The the ghoul guards, they pick him back up, and he's, like, splashing around the gasoline and everything. So he should have ignited, too, because he is covered in gasoline. <laughs> yeah. um, so he gets up. The Demon is just celebrating over his audience. <laughs> but he's still – he's turned his head, but he's still facing Matt. So he's left his demon dick <laughs> wide open, which he doesn't have one because it's hidden under some yeah, kind of shell. They're inside. Demon's yeah. dicks are inside. Yeah. Chris could have told us this. But, right. Yeah. Oh, cool. I actually I actually called him beforehand to get the scoop. And he said, yes, they have internal Can you days. tell me more about demon genitalia? And no. Like, yeah. <laughs> Murray, you're always calling and asking me about genitalia. No, it's demon genitalia. Oh, excuse me. And so, yeah, he kicks him in the non-dick. But it works because he falls over. And then uh, he lights up that flare. He's like, greatest fucking ending line ever. It's over. Hey, pal, it's over. Didn't even say game over. He said it's over. <laughs> lights up the flare, drops it. The stage goes on fire. The band starts playing. They love it because they're from hell. I've they're in their it. environment. And then that breaks the spell. The kids wake up, and they run out the theater, stampede style. Yep. Band plays on. They're enjoying it. 
We get outside. All the kids are finally realizing. Tony gets caught on fire. He's just his arms on fire. Yeah, they help put him out. We got- Johnny's like, "Where's my dad?" He's 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 he has no recollection of anything that's happened the past few days. Yep. And he was so deep in that pussy fog, he doesn't even know he killed his dad. Right. And so it but, seems like the kids are going to be all right. Matt gets the city back. Yeah. He's just like, I'm the top dog again. He He's he's going to write so many cool poems about this shit. So apparently, since Priscilla's dead, the mayor and Matt are going to live together now because they're <laughs> they're hanging out. Smoking cigars, <laughs> drinking Molson Canadians. And there's a newscast on. And we see that. Of course, Matt had go, wait, wait, wait. Turn that up. <laughs> they, you got to do that when you're like going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Matt totally failed because nothing happened to Damon, as we suspect, because he's from hell. Fire wouldn't do anything to a demon. So we're hearing that it worked. The 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 the, the tryout, the warm up concerts worked because now they're ready for the big times. Five nights in Madison Square Garden sold out. Oh boy, that's a million and a half seater. And everyone's and the newscast is like everyone's excited for Black Roses to make their debut. And then it just cuts like. Wait for the wait for the sequel. It never came because mm-hmm. we go right to the fucking uh, credits. Whew! Marlboro Man had to go on to the next town. Right. So how many times do I get to tell you people stay away from heavy metal? This is what happens. Yeah. Your hair gets big. <laughs> yeah. Fucking shoot your parents. You have sex with women who aren't there. That's the one good thing or about it. Partners, whoever you're having sex yeah. with in your imagination, because you <laughs> you make it up. Yes. We're not judging anybody. And that's it. Don't do it. Stay away. Thank God kids only listen to rap now. There you go. All right. Next week is our last movie for Schlocktober. So we got to end it out with a bang. This movie was much maligned when it came out at the time, even though it made a profit. But people were like, what the fuck's going on? I came to see Michael Myers. No. The original intent of John Carpenter with a Halloween series was every movie was going to be a different movie centered around Halloween. So I would have preferred that, to be honest with you. Agreed. Michael Myers, it's kind of boring. First one, cool. Should have moved on by the second one. Exactly. Donald Pleasance, though. Yes. So we're doing Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. An Irish uh, businessman tr- decides to show the American capitalist pigs the reason for the season of Halloween, and he kills a bunch of people. So we'll see. Well, we're, fin- we're finishing Schlocktober with a bang with Halloween season of the Halloween three season of the witch. Keep it spooky. <laughs>